1: Hello there, my very good friends. Andy Murray here for What Culture Wrestling, and WWE's Year of Bloodshed is showing no signs of slowing down. With the latest batch of releases, I'm talking Alistair Black, Ruby Riot, Braun Strowman, that whole crew. The company has now cut a total of 27 wrestlers in 2021. And that includes the big batch of may releases those that left the company in april as well and on top of that people who asked for the release andrade and people whose contracts expired daniel Bryan. but what about the people that were just outright let go what reason were they given for being cut from the company budget cuts is what we're told uh, that was applicable in April with that round of releases it was applicable for most of them in May and now we get to June and Alistair Black is claiming on his Twitch stream that that's what WWE told him when they let him know they were letting him go but What do we think of this, this budget cuts excuse, really? I mean, WWE are richer than God. They made more profit than ever before in 2020. And on top of that, they have several billion dollar content rights fees on the table. This company does not need to cut the budget. And that's why we have the currently popular theory that Vince McMahon is preparing to sell up. He's gonna sell the company, he's gonna do that by cutting costs, maximizing profits, and making everything just a little bit more appealing to a potential buyer. Now, today, I don't wanna focus on that. I don't wanna speculate on what may or may not be going on behind the closed office doors of Vince McMahon and Nick Khan. Instead, I want to talk about the one universal truth binding all of these wrestlers let go by WWE in 2021 together. And what is that one universal fact? Well, it's that none of these wrestlers, nobody that has left WWE this year, has ever been used to the fullest of their capabilities within the promotion. So let's talk about how WWE failed every wrestler released in 2021. Apart from Lars Sullivan and Velveteen Dream and Drake Wirtz as well. Ugh. When the latest list of released names came about, when it was initially reported by Fightful's Sean Ross Sapp, Braun Strowman's name looked like a typo. Because, I mean, look at the guy. Surely this dude is everything that Vince McMahon wants. He's big, he's beefy. In his early days, at least, before WWE kind of ground his knees to dust by having him choo-choo around the ring every week, he was really athletic and explosive as well. He was strong and on top of that, he had a real charisma about him. Again, that's quite easy to forget today when he's been cutting longer promos, but a few short years ago, things like get these hands and I'm not finished with you, those were instant sound bites. The guy was over, too, and yet, here we are, it wasn't a typo, Braun Strowman, who looked like a sure thing, has been let go. Now, people like Aleister Black, uh, Ruby Riot, uh, Kalisto, Buddy Murphy, these are, on a work rate level, they're better wrestlers than Braun Strowman, right, I don't think many people would argue that, but you can understand what Vince McMahon might not see in them, they're smaller and everything else, Braun's huge compared to these people. You can kind of apply twisted Vince logic and see why he wouldn't want to book those people in prominent positions and maybe get rid of them. But Braun, that's a total head-scratcher. WWE and Vince should have made millions with this guy, I mean he should have been a can't miss star for WWE, instead they ended up strapping him with a world championship 3 years after his peak popularity. and. You know, that goes without mentioning all the crap we've seen along the way. Nicholas, the choo-choo train noises, the swamp fight, uh, the giant bass, everything else. They blew it, basically. And look, if Vince McMahon can't even book giants well anymore, then what hope does anyone else have? WWE will ruin them on the main roster. That's a pretty common phrase, right? Whenever a popular wrestler moves up from NXT to Raw or SmackDown, it's thrown around all over the place. It's the dominant narrative. But in 2021 I don't think it's ever been more relevant. Now a couple of former NXT champions have just been released by the company. Uh, a trio actually. Samoa Joe, Andrade, Alistair Black. None of these guys were as cool on the main roster or as effective or as over on the main roster as they were in NXT. From NXT, you had the perfect blueprint to make each of these guys mega stars. And yet, Alistair Black spent his time in a darkened room spitting rubbish about picking a fight for about a year straight, never moving upwards, until the wheels came off completely. Andrade, well, he had Zelina Vega, perfect manager, someone who can do his talking for him. And yet he got stuck in that loser stable with, uh, who was in that stable again? It's so forgettable, Angel Garza and Austin Beery, where they just got their asses kicked every single week. And how about Samoa Joe? How about Samoa Joe? Now I know injuries and a couple of other issues got in his way on the main roster, But look, how many of Brock Lesnar's WWE uh, Universal, sorry, Championship challengers were as credible, as hot, and as fiery as Samoa Joe was pre-Great Balls of Fire? And yet he leaves WWE with only a couple of short U.S. title reigns to his name on the main roster. And then you look at some other NXT names who have bounced out of WWE recently, right? Chelsea Green, Wesley Blake, Steve Cutler. These people never got a chance. You've got the Iconics and Tucker who were enjoyable mid-card presences until for some reason, well, for no reason, WWE decided to split up their tag teams. And then you've got someone like Ezra Judge who is massive. This guy looks like a god and he didn't even make TV before he was cut. But the thing about this whole deal is that the failings of the WWE system, well, they're not applicable just to wrestlers like Alistair Black and Andrade who've come through NXT. It extends to the legends of the company as well. In 2021, you cannot talk about humiliation in WWE without talking about the so-called legends that we are taught to revere, the people who busted their asses for this company and this sport for decades, grinding their bodies to dust, making sacrifices left, right, and center only to come back on television in this era and be ritually humiliated. I mean, really, is it any shock that Mark Henry and Paul White both chose to bounce on WWE after decades of service this year when their last appearances on company television saw them both getting cut down by Randy Orton, of all people? Henry in particular was made to look like a pitiful, defenseless pube as Orton lambasted him while he was sitting in his scooter and... It's crazy, really, when you think about it, considering that these legends are the only people in the entire company capable of popping a nice TV rating in 2021. If it wasn't for nostalgia shows like Legends Night, where would WWE even be? Big Show in Total, according to Cage Match, worked a total of 874 televised and pay per view matches for WWE. Ezra Judge worked zero. These guys couldn't have been at more different places in their career, their experience levels couldn't have been so far apart, and yet they were both screwed by the same system. And no, this isn't the talent's fault. It's never the talent's fault. The nastier, less empathetic elements of WWE's fanbase will always look at situations like this. and. Try and make excuses. They will point out perceived shortcomings in these wrestlers and they'll say things like, hey, what do you expect? WWE can't push everyone at once. But the thing about that is that at one point in 2020 WWE had over 300 wrestlers on their roster and never mind not pushing everyone at once, they're incapable of effectively pushing more than one or two at once across all of their brands. Even Roman Reigns, who personally I love and I'm sure you love as well, even he isn't driving TV numbers which are critical in the right direction. Now Maybe this wouldn't be the case. Maybe if WWE had just pulled the trigger on his tremendous heel run five years ago, Everything would be fine and he would be a legitimate business pushing star. But in 2021, man, we've had five years of Vince McMahon shoving him down our throats, I guess is the the most popular way of describing him with the most obnoxious failed babyface push of all time, toxifying WWE's relationship with its audience to unsalvageable levels. Even Roman Reigns... He's been failed too, and as far as the perceived weaknesses of these wrestlers go, well, guess what? Every wrestler has weaknesses. Ric Flair had weaknesses, and I think he's the greatest wrestler. Mitsuhara Misawa, Kenta Kobashi, and who do you want to name as the greatest wrestler of all time? They had at least one weakness. And wrestling booking, effective wrestling booking, has always been about hiding those weaknesses and enhancing the strengths. But let's take a cross-section of the people that we're talking about, the people who've been let go by WWE in this company. Did they do that with Aleister Black, who they made sit in front of a camera lens like I'm doing now and rabbit on and on about picking a fight to no end? Did they do that with the Iconics, who were an engaging, fun, chemistry-packed mid-card act? Did they really do that with them when they split them up? Or how about Buddy Murphy, one of the most state-of-the-art wrestlers in the entire company? Were they really playing to that guy's strengths when they buddied him up in a weird, creepy romance with 19-year-old Aaliyah Mysterio? Really? The bottom line for me is this. Never listen to anyone who tells you that this is the talent's fault, not in the cases I'm talking about today. These situations are too different. These individuals are so varied, so different in their skills, experience level, and everything else that it can't just be the talent's fault. It is, my friends, the fault of a broken system. And the rigidity of this system has been killing legitimate, potential money-drawing stars for decades now. It is so, so inflexible and it hurts everyone. Who enters it? Never mind what you're good at, never mind what unique properties you have that people might latch onto. This is our way of doing things. I don't care if you're a triangular peg, you're gonna fit in this circular box. That's how it works. And that's why so many people fail in it. We can go all the way back to the early 90s. Lex Luger, instead of presenting him as you know, using the attributes that made him this captivating, exciting, one of the most exciting rookies in wrestling history when he first emerged in the late 80s, WWE decided that because he was big, yoked up, and blonde, that he was going to be the next Hulk Hogan, and now. All people really remember him for at a base level is failing in that role. How about Goldberg, whose success in WCW was built on him crushing people in electrifying squash matches? WWE decided, no pal, you gotta work longer matches that completely expose your weaknesses and don't allow you to highlight your strengths at all. How about a more recent example, how about Hideo Itami, this guy was a brutal, stiff, nasty headhunter as Kenta. He comes to WWE and he's a goober babyface who isn't allowed to use any of his best offense because of the WWE style. And just like the names I've just mentioned and countless more from WWE history, the WWE system has failed Paul White, Andrade, Alistair Black, Ruby Riot, Buddy Murphy, Samoa Joe, You can keep listing the cuts because it's applicable to all of them. And the thing about this system is that, yes, it didn't work for the people who I've just mentioned. But even when it does work for you, as it did for Braun Strowman in 2017. You're not safe. Cast your mind back for years if you can. Strowman was hotter than the surface of the sun. He was performing at a level way above his experience level in terms of in-ring and out of the ring as well. There was a presence. He was threatening. He looked like a force. He had that great feud with Roman Reigns, at which point he was commanding such crowd reactions that he had a real chance to become the guy. He had opened a window to become everything that Vince McMahon wants in a top, top star. Think about things like get these hands in there, I'm not finished with you yet. Those things were over from the moment they left Braun's mouth. That, my friends, is a star. Braun Strowman, who is a ground up developmental prospect who entered wrestling with no experience, became this huge potential star, a potential brand leading giant for WWE in 2017 and look what happened to him. He had become everything Vince McMahon could possibly want, the system had worked, until they completely failed to capitalize on it. And now, in 2021, he too, the one guy I've spoken about today whom the system worked for has been chewed up and spat out by it. And with Braun, as is the case with the Iconics and Ruby Riot and Daniel Bryan and Andrade and Aleister Black and Buddy Murphy and everyone else, it wasn't his fault. It never is.